He brings a lot of energy on the floor um, from, you know, as soon as we get here in the locker room, you know, he's already, you know, up, active and loud. And, you know, he carried it on to the, you know, floor for us during the game. Uh, you know, we just continue to play off him. I, um, I think, you know, everybody on his team, you know, uh, get a lot of energy, you know, from him just seeing, you know, how active he is, you know, on the floor. And I think, you know, it's just make us, you know, a very better team. Uh, we'll be very active defensively as a whole. Uh, we're able to get out and run and play our basketball. And normally, you know, when we do that, good things happen. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Well, you know, I think uh, John Morant, you know, he's a, you know, a very good player, you know, and he has the ability, you know, to get to the basket, you know, and, and he's very electrifying, you know, and he played really well, you know. I do know. You know? <laughs> watch, watch the whole game. I know exactly what you're talking about. Jim Healy. I do know. Who did a show at KMBC down there. I think that's what it was in uh, Los Angeles. He he had a, a clip he played it guy the hitman Mike Eastler do you remember him I remember <laughs> the name he played for the Pirates yeah. <laughs> and and it's like I don't know a thirty second clip or a minute clip and he set the record for most you know <laughs> it's like forty six or something and he said we play all these drops you can find them online and he goes you'll be remember we well, you know we're loosey goosey you know and he <laughs> kept saying you know. And, uh, reminded me of that. But Morant is a he's a heck of a player, man. He's fun to watch. He's just a slithery dude. <laughs> Can't stay in front of him for very long. He's so skinny. Twenty six yeah. points on eleven of twenty one yeah. shooting. I love his game. And I, Dylan Brooks, who he was re- referencing there, thirty one points on thirteen of twenty six shooting, and a combined two for six from three. They were living with a lot of mid range shots. Brooks especially hit a lot of the mid range stuff. Floater was also yeah, yeah. yeah and. Then, Moran has no fear, man. He's he's something. Well, we, yeah, we've seen fun that. Fun to watch. Yeah. He'll attack anybody. He's just an emerging star. Uh, only twenty one years of age. Didn't turn twenty two until he uh, till August until after the season, man. And they got a player in this young man. He's something. He's fun to watch. Uh, but just got to find a way to contain him. Do you want more on the best 0-1 team in the playoffs? Did you talk that want, out, or were you posit- serious about I want about positivity. This? There's no, no reason for negativity now. Well, the reason for negativity is they lost the game. That's, what, that's the very reason why you need positivity, is because they lost the game. That's exactly the point I'm making. We need positivity right now. We need the fans to rally around and give us, so we give them, through us, the positivity. Because every single one of them is listening right now. Trent Forrest is listening. I need positivity. I didn't help my team. I gave him a T. Plus minus. I'm down one. Negative one in zero minutes play. It's kind of symbiotic. It's a very rare stat. The Jazz are down one. He individually is down one. Could have been playing for two at the end, not three. Yeah. So they need positivity right now. George Niang, he only made one free throw. It all comes down to one. And the whole thing is one. 
Steve says poor shooting, bad technicals, questionable, inconsistent foul calls, hesitancy, passing, and shooting makes for such frustration. Shut up with the refereeing. Bad technicals. Let's get a list of the good technicals. I think there are some good ones sometimes. When you turn it around and you get the next five calls. But not some bench dude. Yeah, not a guy on the bench talking <laughs> trash, though. Yeah, <laughs> not, not him. There's no good technicals from him. You know, if Quinn Snyder deems it appropriate, or Joe or whomever, and it spurs on the team, but not some bench guy. I, I can't really uh, authorize that as far as good. But that's negative. I want positive right now. I want positive. And if you use the negative to create a positive, it has to be, well, Brooks had a career game. What's the chances of him matching that again in, in game two? He's not that good. So that's sort of a negative that you're using to create the positive, which I'm okay with. Matt says the Jazz played their worst game and barely lost. They'll turn it around. Yeah, that's a positive. There's so many things upon which they can build. I think we can all agree on that. Ah, Doug says if memory serves, didn't this happen the last time they were the number one seed? Correct. It used in 1998. That's some positivity. They went to the NBA Finals after losing game one. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. It just that it puts an, I don't want to say enormous, it's probably too stretching it, stretching it too much, but it ups the level of pressure for sure and the level of urgency on game two. Here's some positivity. We played like dog bleep and lost by three. We'll be fine. Y'all calm thy bleep. Calm what? What? I can't get into it. Nice editing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Well, that's because I had to bleep a couple words there. All right, we got the open mics coming in. You know how it works. You grab your phone, you get our app, you use the open mic feature, and you send us your take. Yak, who are we going to hear from? This is JJ's take. Here you go. We can't let John Morant get to the hoop so easily. I feel like that was a huge factor coming down the stretch that secured the win for the Grizzlies. John Morant gets to the hoop because that's what he does. That is why he is in the league, and that's why he is a rising star in the league, because he gets to the hoop. The only chance the Jazz have to keep him away from the hoop, maybe, is Rudy Gobert. Well, and even then he may get to the hoop. a little Jerry Sloan and make the path a little bit difficult for him and maybe get a little more physical. Knock him on his butt. Uh, do some of that stuff. He's a slightly billed guy. I mean, maybe a, a, that a couple of times. But you can't let him just do what he's been doing. His ability to move around guys in the air is pretty spectacular. I mean, the guy's favorite rapper is Lil Baby. 73% free throw shooter this year. Take your chances with him in the line. The Jazz all year have been preaching, don't foul, don't foul, don't foul. You may want to switch that in this instance. Foul that game. Did you know that? That his favorite rapper is Little Baby? I did not. Little Baby. Nobody really wants to hear you say that. I'm going to fire up some lyrics from Little Baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> Doing a commercial break, just to be sure. No, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> what, what is Little Baby... Little baby rap. Edit yourself. That's all I'm wow. saying. Just to be clear. He released his mixtape. Little baby released his mixtape shortly after his release from prison. The mixtape, as you know, perfect timing, which features from young thug, Lil Yate. 
Will Yachty. Yeah, and others, not just exclusively that. Well, here they come, PK. Now we're getting it. Ross just sent us this. Donovan seemed to be making a point before the game with his workout on the floor in front of several thousand fans. He included a few high-flying dunks, including an alley-oop off the backboard toward the end of his workout that screamed, I'm ready. It was frustrating. Frustrating, yeah. Now he takes to Twitter. What did he tweet? Let me get you that so we get a word. Wish he could say more. Here we go. Sorry, y'all. Dot, dot, dot. I wish I could say more. Dot, dot, dot. I'll be out there soon. Heart emoji, praying hands emoji. Sorry, y'all. Wish I could say more. Why can't he say more? Maybe he's been muzzled. By whom? He's Donovan Mitchell. What are they going to do? Cut him? Yeah. Because he has relationships with the people who didn't want him to play and he doesn't want to pour gasoline onto the fire. Well, and but you already are. You already are. You started to. You're sprinkling it. No, I wish I could say What did you say? Can. I wish I could say more? That's what he said. Well, go ahead. You already did. <laughs> We're waiting. You already said enough. Said too much. Joe, Jazz training staff can suck it. Don was ready and they pulled him out. And then all caps, it's the playoffs. Because nobody else was aware it was a playoff game. You're kidding me. I tell you who would have played. looking at each other. Quinn, why didn't someone tell? Quinn, I didn't know. Why didn't someone tell me? It's the playoffs. You know who would have played? Grant Hill. No. We jacked up his ankle that for was a, a long time that by was playing. A ba- that was a bad idea, okay? I'm talking about them guys right out I was, there. I know. The, there's a certain pair of statues. Oh, yeah. We we all got those tweets last they night. They would have statues would have played. Oh, <laughs> I don't need no ankle. <laughs> Amputated. <laughs> Carl on a bloody stump with two, two Advil. I don't need no stinking ankle to play. Come on, man. They would have done played. You know they would have, man. Freaking Kurt Schilling is thinking, what the heck? The bloody sock. Ha, I want you to go into the alternative universe. Because obviously I, there was all kinds of conflicting I live stuff. There. I know, right. That's why we need your take on this. If the Jazz had won the game, how upset would people have been that Donovan was out? Zero. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> so really, it, was a genius it isn't move about Donovan, the, right? He got three more days folks. of rest yes. and they won the game. Yes, yes, yes. And I have a hard time putting it all on the training staff. How many people had to get together and make that decision? Eh, trainers, okay. But then they got team doctors. And I don't think jazz management sat this one out. Quinn or Justin or Dennis just sat in the corner. I don't have an opinion. I'm not going to weigh in on this. No one consult with me, please. I'm out. I mean, the list of people who had to come together. Now, maybe at the end, one person makes a decision. That's why Dennis has the big money, and maybe there are conflicting opinions. I mean, we don't know all that. I don't know it. No, I don't either. But the last four days, from Donovan saying he was going to play, and then Quinn was like, well, we'll see. I I thought Quinn was pouring a little cold water on it. I think it was a Thursday available. Maybe it was Friday. Uh, whenever Quinn was available in there. So yeah. It seemed like there were some ifs and buts. The player wants to play. That's not surprising. 
Oh, he want to play. <laughs> right? He want to play. But what was the smartest thing in the long... Last week I was uh, telling you about the Spurs sitting Tim Duncan for a whole playoff series and losing it when they were trying to go back-to-back in 2000. But the whole Grant Hill playing on his ankle thing was fresh. And there were other players telling Duncan to sit when he wanted to play. Okay, I don't know what that has to do with right now, but... Well, how bad is Donovan's ankle? And should he be playing on it? Get the x-rays, well, the Dr. Kinahan. The answer's no. But then that, that, that's not but they why lost, they lost the game. The 25.5% shooting. Yeah, I mean... Rudy Gobert fouling it. Play better, and you win the game. Giving up 32 and 34 points in those middle quarters. Yeah. How, how did you turn that 15... You started the game and ended the game great, but in between, you turned a 15-point lead into a 15-point deficit. Right. The, the heck happened in the middle of that thing? Because you crushed it early. Yeah. It was 30, uh, 29-17. Got it up to uh, 12. They had it to 15. It may have been 32-17, but somewhere in there. They had it rolling. And obviously, coming down the stretch, they were... I thought that was... Matt threw that out there. Uh, and it's true. He says Memphis has blown a lot of leads. They've had a lot of problems closing games. Now, they closed that one, but they certainly had problems doing it. So... Something to watch regardless of how game two is going, going to the fourth quarter. Irregardless. Yeah. Irregardless. All right. Well, I know more of you are going to tweet at us about Donovan, but there. There's a couple of the, the real firecracker tweets there. There's more where those came from. Right. All right. We got, what, do you, what do you got in there, Yach? Dwight. Dwight on the open mic as well. Here you go. When three-point shooters hesitate on shots, it causes disruption in the offense, and then you get a guy double-teamed who can't throw up anything but a prayer. John Morant is not the problem. The Jazz pulling the trigger is the problem. Pulling the trigger? The Jazz were hesitant? Quinn was beating that drum. Yeah, you pass up a good shot with 16 on the shot clock, and you end up taking a bad three with two on the shot clock. That's his point. I thought Quinn made an interesting point that uh, also the passing, not so much the turnovers, because they had eight of them in the first quarter and they still led by seven. Memphis didn't cash in and transition a few times, so it didn't hurt the Jazz as much as it might have. So they weren't really the issue because the turnovers the last three quarters were fine. The first quarter was outrageous. Well, I think they had 14, and I think eight of them were in the first quarter. Right, right. So they totally had that under control. But Quinn's point about the passing, usually when you say passing is going to turnovers, was that there were poor passes not in rhythm. You know, a guy is open, but you throw it at his ankles, or you way to the left or way to the right, and he's off balance. Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. And then the defender closes out, and and the opportunity is lost. Mm. I hate when opportunity is lost. I know you do. Because then you got to come in here and try to make people happy when they're all bitter about a three-point loss and Donovan didn't play and then, and then and and Gobert and there were bad fouls and the refs are against us and you got to try and turn all that around. It takes a lot of emotion. It would have been easier for you if they had played a little better defense in the middle of the game and won that thing 108-102. Opportunity loss is one of the great tragedies of life. Sing it. What? I don't know. There must be a song for it. Probably some country song. I don't know. Plato. Look up Plato. He said it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did he sing it? He rapped it I like figured. Lil Baby. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> it all comes full circle. We'll end it there. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Gear up for Wednesday. Uh, It'll all be better in the new building. Oh, wait. They're not building a new building. That cliche doesn't work. Coming up next, Bob Casper. You got a new set of rules. 
we're, we're getting gonna, we're getting inadequate endings for our right. own personal competition. Right. We gotta have winners. Yes, this isn't soccer here. Hey oh, freaking ties. Bob Casper, <laughs> Real Golf Radio, history for Phil Mickelson and his spot in history. Bob Casper, next. Stay with us. It's my pleasure to present the Wanamaker Trophy to the player that beat the strongest field in golf and made history here this week. The 2021 PGA Champion, Phil Mickelson. That was a little more NASCAR than PGA Tour right there. You're in <laughs> South Carolina. Oh, there you go. Good point. ain't happy about it either. DJ and PK brought to you apart by Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah. Christian Roberts Mortgage. They specialize in jumbo loans. Jumbo golf knowledge now with Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Bob, good morning. Hey, DJ. Hey, PK. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, Not as well as Phil. Anytime a Sun Devil wins a major, it's a great day for all Sun Devils, Bob. (laughs) Uh, How did I know that that was going to come out of your mouth? (laughs) No, but but seriously, you you talked about that that sounded a little more NASCAR. No matter where it would have been, it would have sounded like that. Yeah. It would have sounded NASCAR. You know, Phil is a popular guy. Um, you know, being 50 years of age, everybody was rooting for him. And uh, it was it was a big deal. It was a really big deal in the game of golf and a great thing for golf. He made a reference in his comments afterwards about inspiring others to do this. And we were sitting there watching it, of course, on uh, Channel 2, waiting to do the news. And we were all just thinking, what is Tiger Woods thinking? I mean, I know there's a whole bunch of guys who are within five years of Phil in age, one way or another, who could be motivated yeah. by this. But Tiger's the one everyone thinks about. And I don't know if physically he can do it. I don't know if he could have done it before the car wreck. I certainly don't know if he can do it after. Well, but mentally, masters, so. men- mentally, you know yeah. what was going through his brain. Yeah. Well, you know, and Tiger came out on social media, and he said, uh, he said Phil's win was inspirational, and he congratulated him. Um, you know, a lot of players, Jack Nicklaus, um, uh, a, a lot of the guys came out, Brooks Kepka as well, and, and told him congratulations and, and great for making history. Um, you know, it wasn't long, it wasn't long ago, 2019, that, uh, Tiger Woods won the Masters. And a lot of people are comparing this with, um, Tiger Woods coming, coming, uh, back and uh, 11 years later winning the major championship. Here, Phil, Phil Mickelson wins. Um, a major championship at the age of 50. So um, I think, you know, these guys have mirrored each other all throughout their careers. Tigers had the upper hand. Um, but, you know, it's great for Phil to get his sixth major now, two, two PGA championships, three masters, and a Open championship. The only one lacking for a career Grand Slam is the U.S. Open, and he received a special invite to play in that, um, and that's going to be at Torrey Pines. Um, one of the courses he knows extremely well there in San Diego. So obviously it was just a phenomenal story for golf and really in sports in general, the way I look at it, to, to see somebody of that age who has worked hard and had been a legend in the game as it is even without this, and it just adds to it. You got that, and you can't dispute that. Yeah. But on the other hand, how disappointing is it to have some of these premier names really not be competitive? Well, you know, it's uh, golf is an interesting thing uh, and, and an interesting game because you're not dealing with 
the team aspect where you have the support group around you to help you to play better. Um, I, I mean, at, at while you're competing uh, right right there on the course, it's an individual sport, and you've got to be able to be on top of your game week after week in major championships. There's only four a year, and um, it you know guys gear their years to peak at the correct time. At least that's what Jack and everybody has always done, um, and, and Tiger especially. So you you just have to make sure that that you're playing your best. Well. You know, the, the top players in the world, DJ missed the cut, uh, Xander Shoffley missed the cut, Justin Thomas missed the cut, three out of the top four players in the world um, missed the cut. Then you've got Rory that didn't didn't fare too well on the weekend, um, and you've got Brooks Kepka who's right there um, and, and would have had a chance. He was leading after the second hole or after the first hole after he made birdie uh, and then turned around and gave it away with the double bogey on the next hole. Um, it, it's... Uh, and, and this golf course, the the difficulty of this golf course and how it played and uh, Phil Mickelson, um, it seemed like he was cool and calm and collected all week. And um, he uh, understood with his maturity and his experience in the game, he understood how to play it and, and get it done and win the golf, golf tournament by two shots. Bob Casper joining us here, Real Golf Radio. So if I told you in the next decade, let's see, so the next 40 majors, how many of them will be won by players over 40? From all the fasting Phil has done, the mental stuff he's done, just seeing it done and giving people confidence it can be done, are older golfers going to win? Because you just listed a bunch of guys who are really good, yeah, and they're all under 40. And there's a whole bunch of 20- and 30-year-olds you just rattled through their names. Are guys yeah, over 40 going to get this yeah. done? Yeah, Dustin Johnson is probably the guy that's, you know, he's number one in the world, and he's getting a little closer. Um, you know, uh, I, I really, DJ, I really think it's a young guy's game right now. Um, I, th- I think from the standpoint of how far the, how far they hit it now, um, also that these guys are ready to win immediately right out of the box. Uh, you look at this Will Zalatoris kid who, um, you know, finished second in the Masters. He finished tied for eighth in the PGA Championship. Um, he uh, he went out on on the um, Corn Ferry Tour and was leading the Corn Ferry Tour in 2019 and part of two, and, and still uh, in 2020, he's gotten sponsors exemptions and, um, and, and played his way into uh, being able to play on the PGA Tour and continues to do great things. Um, and you know, two top he, who nobody knew who Will Zalatoris was a, a year, year and a half ago. Okay. And he goes out in the first two majors of 2021 and he has top, top tens. That's, that's like off the charts, unbelievable. And I think you were going to continue to see the younger generation, um, be able to do that on a consistent basis. And we'll have new guys moving in and winning major championships. But having said that, I think there will be guys in the 40-plus category that will sneak in and win some majors. I just don't think we're going to see a steady diet of it. All right, Bob, this isn't soccer with the three of us. So we need to have a winner each Monday after the major or Sunday. So I've created a new game. We each picked a three. And if you... 
pick one of the or any of the three who don't make the cut, you lose a point. Okay. If you pick one who is makes the cut but is over par, you get a point. But over par, yeah, you get a point. Yeah, so like <laughs> if somebody makes the cut but finishes plus three. Uh, so are you gearing this towards you winning all the time? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. It's more listen. about me losing all the time, listen. Bob. You don't make the cut, you lose a point. You make the cut, but you finish plus, you get one point. Uh-huh. Right? Then yeah. you take under par. If you're four under par, if your guys, if you got four guys, three guys under par, uh-huh. they don't win, but they say they're all four under par. You get twelve points. So whatever he is under par, you get the point. You follow me? Yeah. Yeah. And then of the nine guys that we pick, whoever finishes first of the nine, Uh you get five points. And then we add up the point total and we declare a winner. From Casper, James, and Kinahan. Who would have won this week? I don't know. Oh, you don't. Well, I didn't want to bias it. Yeah. Because I knew Bob would accuse me of cheating or something, which no, I know I he does. Do which I would never do that. Yeah. Which I know he's been he's been known to improve his lie when well, no one's looking. Captain Foot Wedge, huh? Yeah, well, he's been known. I mean, come on. Despite the what, what his father told him, he's been known to maybe just improve his lie. Oh, come on. Bob's in the <laughs> middle of the fairway routinely. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. So I Add it up. Point, I get a so I get a point for Rory, and I get a point for Spieth, and I get five points for Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris yeah. finished the highest of all, all all of our picks. Yes. Then yes, yes. Well, he, he tied with Rom. They were both one under. But well, I, I had two guys miss the cut, so I'm not winning anything. So that's minus yeah. two. Yeah. So then we add it up, and we have a winner. We need to have a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Life is about winners and losers, man. (laughs) Did you win or did you lose? All right, we'll work on the rules. I don't know if people want to hear this much about our rules, but so like, so whoever you get five points for having the best of the nine guys, correct? What do you get for having the winner if you pick the champ? You get well, then you won anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's just that's it. That overrides. It's your rules. I don't know what they are. Okay, that overrides. Yeah, if you pick the winner, all your other guys can miss the cut. It doesn't matter. Who gives a crap? Yeah, Yeah. you pick the winner. Right. That's right. right. So would we have split the points then if we have because we had two guys at one under? Maybe we had more. You you do a cumulative of all three players. Yeah, but he said he was giving the lowest guy five. We'll figure it out off the air. Yeah, five points, and then if you have guys that miss the cut, you lose a point per guy. Yeah. And then you get a point if he makes the cut, but he's in the plus. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah, that's right. It may, it may not happen as much. Uh, well, the U.S. Earlier. Open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't like people under par at the U.S. Open, so yeah. we're not going to have to worry about that. Right. Yeah, but, but you know what? It's setting up great for the U.S. Open with Phil um, coming off the major championship win. Um, you know, Brooks there again. That's the other thing. Brooks Kepka was in the mix yeah. the last two years in the PGA Championship and wasn't able to close the deal. So he's he's got kind of a little bit of a chink in his armor right now. The guy that's been able to close major championship wins out as well. Well, Phil, man, if he wins the U.S., then oh, yeah. he, he just superseded everything Tiger's ever done. No, not yes. yes. Tiger's won it at least twice. I don't care. He didn't win it when he was 51 and 50 in back-to-back. 
<laughs> You're the king of arguing, and, but you are not going to win this and argument. You know what? Phil has half the wins and uh, about a uh, little less than half the major Right, because he was fat. And no career grand slam. No, if he wins the U.S., I'm saying. <laughs> if he wins the U.S., he gets a career slam yeah. and he ties Arnold Palmer and he passes Lee Trevino. It'll supersede yep. anything Tiger did. On or off the course? No. No. Sorry. That was all a lead-up to get to that, Bob. Bob, don't. none of this was serious. It was all a lead-up for that. No. If he wins one at 50 and gets a career slam at 51 in his hometown, could you imagine Amy and the kids? It'd be crazy. You're exactly right. She it was on crazy. the phone. That was because she didn't think he was going to win. That's why. <laughs> no faith. <laughs> she, I'm not literally flying entirely across the country. I'm not going all the way over there. You're coming home Friday night. <laughs> she didn't think so, and then it was too late. No, it wasn't. she had to go to the beauty parlor. She had an oh, appointment okay. Saturday afternoon. She couldn't go. And Sophie had a recital. What about Amanda? Bob, we will handle these questions on our own. We will not bother you with them. It will yeah, be the I'm greatest bow, achievement. I'm bow out of this rant. The greatest <laughs> achievement in golf. Golf history, the greatest achievement if Mickelson wins the U.S. Open. How the crap can you argue that? Tiger Slam. No. Two words. Did it. It was in, He was yeah. in his prime and everybody was intimidated by him. Because he was won. awesome, because it was better. Right. Thank it was you. Awesome you agreed. in the moment, but Tiger this will slam. be the most improbable, which therefore makes it the greatest. Thank Tiger you. Slam. Good night. No, Tiger Slam. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> Give me a break. The Tiger Slam, we don't even know what that means anymore. It's Tiger a, Slam. It's the a, Tiger <laughs> Slam. That has multiple meanings, guys. Hey-o. <laughs> that was better than we don't know what it means. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not going there. <laughs> hey, Bob, look. It's break time. Yeah. Let's go to break. 846. We were supposed to go to break at 45. The Tiger right, Slam. You have to define it. <laughs> Bob's breaking up now. He's got really bad reception in the canyon. And he's still improving his life. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Okay, we'll talk to you next month for the U.S. Open. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Everybody head to Torrey Pines. Get on the bluffs. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yep. Are you kidding? I mean, obviously, that course, course is as scenic as any course we have in the U.S., basically. You know, Pebble, obviously, is very nice, but... Uh, but those two, those two on the West Coast, on our side of the country, U.S. Open, your hometown, playing Phil's later, hometown, prime time in the East. Yeah, you'll have your whole day to get whatever done uh-huh. and still have golf. Oh, for sure, late afternoon, early evening, it'll be great. It will be. I totally agree, hundred percent. I don't know why they don't play more major championships on the West Coast. Are there not enough awesome courses? Power brokers in the East have all the money and want it on their, I don't, their I, favorite I, country clubs. Bonneville looks fine to me. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> all right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We got our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland, coming up. We got jazz fans mad because Donovan Mitchell didn't play. We got jazz fans mad because Rudy Gobert fell out. We got jazz fans mad because the jazz missed so many three-pointers. But PK. What? Those are all details. Why are Jazz fans really mad? Uh, They lost. There it is. (laughs) All right, we'll get to it next. Steve Cleveland in 15 minutes. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
I need your help. I love hamburgers, but I'm a little bit bored. Let's build a hamburger. What should we put on a hamburger that would make it exceptional? I mean, it is... Where is this coming it, it, from? Just nowhere? Is this connected to something? I was in the mood for a hamburger last night. So I was thinking about this. But I need our listeners' help. Can we do this in July? No. We're doing it now. There's nothing going on. If you've got suggestions for it, help Gordon where I cannot on Twitter, at Gordon Monson. I'm just looking for different ideas. Oh, boy, are you guys boring. At 975 Hans. Yeah. Where's Hans when I need him? I'm hungry. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer strong play of the weekend. Trey with five. Trey dribbling, driving, floater. It's the rubber ribbon in. Trey Young scores with nine tenths of a second left. Trey just said shush to the crowd in New York. There's the Chevy strong play of the game. It's the game winner. As the Hawks beat the Knicks in Game 1 in Madison Square Garden. Know it today at 4.50 on the big show, and you can win fabulous prizes. Well, PK, it stands to reason that in a year where it looks pretty wide open in the race for the championship, more teams than ever with a chance to win it, that we ought to have more long series. And we got four teams who went out, didn't have home court advantage, one on the road suggests we're going to have a bunch of long series. All right, I can buy that. Sure. Doesn't mean that someone like the Jazz can't pull it together and win four in a row and wrap this thing up in five. I think they have a chance. And I probably wouldn't bet on five now. No. But I still like their chances. That's the bottom line. Is that I still feel they're in a good spot. Get Mitchell back. And to be clear, I don't think that was the thing that decided the game. And I know because he wasn't on the injury report and because he's wildly popular and because he's wildly talented, I get why we're getting all sorts of you know, anger and vitriol. That's a good word. Vitriol. But that's not why they lost the game. I mean, it's one of the reasons. It's on the list. If I had to go to one, I think we've undersold this morning. And I really would underscore. I mean, the, the three-point shooting, clearly an issue. Gobert fouling out, clearly an issue. Led to some... Horrific point totals for Memphis in the second and third quarter. Clearly an issue. I had to go to one thing, though. Offensive rebounds. You're the rested team. Now, they're in rhythm, and if that leads to ball-handling stuff and you aren't sharp, but you ought to have energy. And that's what it takes to go get rebounds. And you ought to have energy. How much more energy? I mean, 16 so you, offensive rebounds is a lot. It is, but I don't know that it's energy-related. I mean, when does that become negligible? So if I have three days off... Do I have more energy if I have four days off? Do I have more energy if I have yeah, five well, I days get off? Yeah, I get your point. The fourth to the fifth day shouldn't be the factor. But Memphis having to play a really hard game Friday and fly know, and play s- at elevation. But they say that they, they like to play every other day. That's true. And that's what they Memphis has been doing. But they had to travel and play at elevation. So what? I just don't think they should have given up 16 offensive rebounds. Okay. I don't, and, and granted, I'm okay they've got that. a really good rebounder in the middle in Memphis. But the Jazz have two really good rebounders in the middle. And those guys got a lot of boards, so I think it's more... You have to go track every one of them, and I haven't done that yet. Uh, but I think there's probably a lot of long rebounds in there, too. And who got oh, to sure. those? Yeah. You know? I think it was a case of a, a decent player, and Brooks is a decent player for a second-round pick. He's a great pick. He got hot. And he's a cocky, you know what. 
<laughs> and he got it going. Good for him. I can I can respect that. And he plays emotionally, and he likes to jabber. Fine. I'm okay with all of that. You know, don't be dirty. That That's one thing I can't tolerate. Uh, but I don't know that he was. Nothing comes to mind unless I miss something. <clears throat> so he got hot, and he started feeling it. But he's a role player, right? Maybe a high-end role player. But role players, they don't do it every time, every game. That's why they're role players. So let's see what he can do. Hats off, son. Way to go. You got it going on. You had a night. Can do nothing but say congratulations. But let's see what you do in the subsequent games. You know, can you be that effective? I have my doubts because the history of the league says that's who role players are. They have their moments. It's like same thing with Aiton down there in Phoenix. Great game. But consistency has been his issue. And he went 21 and 16. He probably overperformed his yeah. average night more than Brooks. Brooks averages 17 a night, which is good. But he got 31, which is great. He almost doubled it. Yeah. So where are you in game two? You're probably not in San Bernardino. Now you're a 42% shooter who shot 50% one night. Good on you, man. That's great. Right. I, I have no criticism. And the thing of is, him. now now the pressure really is on the Jazz. I mean, we can sit here and have perspective at 0-1 in a seven-game series. Team that wins game one wins 75% of the time, blah, blah, blah. 0-2 with two home losses would be a major problem. Stakes are very high Wednesday night. It's been done, but yes. But there are so many. Yes, it has been done. But there are so many things to correct, and you lost by three points. And we got a laundry list of stuff that went wrong. And good, man. This this team has been disrespected all season. And now you're disrespected even more. So you ought to show up one through how many ever guys they got now. Every one of them just be irritated. Today's workout and film ought to be unpleasant. Yeah, right. It ought to be everything a bunch ought to, of guys on edge. Everything ought to be unpleasant until you walk off the floor with a win after game two. Uh, and even then it could be a yeah, little unpleasant. I would say until you win the series. Because you blew it. And so have an edge about you. Just They ought to be furious when they show up at the practice facility. And they're probably already there getting ready. And that's good. That's not bad. That's good. That's the way I want it. You lost the game. You certainly didn't lose the series. I don't think you're in peril of losing the series. Uh, Wednesday night could change my mind, but right now I don't think so. But I don't want to see any shucking and jiving and laughing and carrying on. I want to see a bunch of guys who are angry and on edge. Bring out your inner jersey, people, even if you're from Australia or France. Where's your inner jersey? Yeah. These guys, every single one of them has got a ton of pride. We all know that. And I think they're going to be. They're going to be irritated. I mean, I don't think you have to obsess about it. And I don't think when you go home tonight, you you know, you don't talk to me, sweetie. You know, that type of thing. I'm not saying that. But when you show up there, I want to see some attitude. Because I think attitude right now can go a long way towards fixing mistakes. Because the talent is there with or without Donovan. And maybe I'm off base here, but I expect him to play. When he's tweeting, sorry, y'all, I wish I could say more. I I'll be out there soon. But we thought he was going to play in game one. 
And you're right, I think he's going to play in game two. But I thought he was going to play in game one. All right, he didn't. So now we say he'll be out there soon. Well, soon is Wednesday. DJ and PK, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insiders next. Stay with us.